0: clickers and clackers i'm adam and we wow i already just got fucking backwards that was five words in and you <laughs> fucked know. it oh i'm adam and it, today uh with me is ryan ryan say hello hi <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the HBO Boys, where we are recapping and reviewing HBO's adaptation of the video game, The Last of Us. This week, we're on episode seven, entitled Left Behind, with a runtime of 50 minutes. This week, we took a peek into Ellie's past, thanks to the DLC expansion of the game with the same name, and we get some hidden motivation, as well as some really sad answers, if you hadn't played the games, unlike Ryan, who has not played the game, but has watched the entire game via YouTube clips. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. not per- not purposeful. Honestly, but no, just, you just come across it. I'm just very
1: addicted to YouTube and it, if you watch enough of it eventually you'll see all of the game, both yeah, games do, in their entirety. Do you uh, subscribe to YouTube Red? Uh I don't even know what that it, what is it's is the that ad, some sort the of
0: Ad-free YouTube? Is that some
1: sort of sort of cult thing that you have Sh- that you're yeah, part of? Or? it sure does sound like a cult. Do you have like do you have like a tattoo on your back that you're not allowed yes, to show people about it or?
0: YouTube Red, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, my entire back is just filled in red. How long would that take?
0: (laughs) Oh my god, that'd be terribly painful. That'd be be so chill. no but do you subscribe to youtube
1: red yeah actually i got it last week oh no i I had gone for so long without it and i saw one ad that was like two minutes long and i was like it broke me
0: yeah the unskippable ad dude yeah you're getting bad they're getting really
1: bad turns out i watched so much youtube and it's 100 percent worth it but (laughs) uh but yeah i i i I did it last week and uh a question for you yeah when in the timeline of like real life did this DLC come out did it come out between one and two or after yes. two
0: it, it came out like three years after the first game okay yeah so it, it did come out after the first game but well before the second game hmm and yeah. there's a third game coming up correct Uh, not confirmed Uh, they said that if they do have a story that is compelling and emotional and human they will make a third game but currently there is no confirmed third game
1: there's gonna be a third there just has it will come out concurrently or right before the fourth season of The Last of Us for sure. It just well, has so, to happen. So
0: here here's how uh the showrunners are going is they're saying, Okay, if we don't make a third game, we are content with the ending of the second game. That's what Neil Druckman said. However, they will not make a series, HBO series of the show, unless there is already a game made. So if they don't make a part three, there will not be a season three. They've already yeah. confirmed that.
1: Yeah. We'll see how long that goes when that check is wrote, but... Okay. Well,
0: so th- he's really protective of this story and he won't uh, create content for HBO that hasn't already been made for the game.
1: I don't believe him. <laughs> right.
0: I be- I believe
1: him. <laughs> Listen, I, I I don't believe him in the, in the way of like, I think there's going to be a third game. Like I just said, I, I think with how well the show is doing and how well and how much longevity both games have, I think it would just make sense to keep going with it. Although like the next season of succession which season four that's about to come out uh my favorite show on television is going to be the last and HBO was like please don't make it be the last and Jesse Armstrong the guy who created it was like it's the end of the story like yeah. I don't I don't know what to tell you like if if we keep do if we do what happened to Lost where the network just says you have to keep going it's gonna get markedly worse and sure. we're not gonna so suck it HBO
0: <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm, I'm in the weird spot like I would love to see it go on but I would almost respect it not going on because I would want it to be as powerful as moving as impactful as the first two games. So I'd be fine if it didn't.
1: I think there's something to be said though that if Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin stay on the project and Mm -hmm. have more seasons either without a game or concurrently with a third game that it's at least going to stay at the quality that that I think it should although we never know right because that is years
0: away. Sure yeah they don't have any sort of story for a part three yet and and, um, they're working on a well at least in the game space they're working on the multiplayer factions that will be coming out in the last of us world which will be probably pretty fun I'm excited I, for
1: that. that does sound pretty lit by the way I am back uh, on this podcast again and I'll most likely be finishing out the season with you yes. which I'm excited about um, unless James can find some time won't get into why but it's all good stuff that uh, is happening in Jamie's life which makes it hard for him to do the podcast at the moment. Hopefully, uh, when Perry Mason drops, he can figure it out as well. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I really want to do that with him, and that's what's happening after The Last of Us and before Succession comes out. Banger after banger after banger. I HBO know. is having. I know at They're the moment. It. But yeah, I apologize to the audience. I would also rather have James. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The the cool, calm, collected voice of Jamie.
1: Yeah, right. The guy <laughs> And the vibe is going to be di- weird and different because... Yeah, like, but we
0: already did this. We did this for episode three. The, yeah, the longest and most somber one. <laughs> yes.
1: The problem is episode three was really, really good. And I loved it. Yeah. Why is it that I'm on the two episodes that are uh, deviations from not the main storyline, but from the the main timeline right yeah where I, I, they <laughs> decide to either um elongate or go back in time and tell a kind of a side story and your old pal ryan comes
0: to complain about it <laughs> you know uh i don't know but i'm here for it and you are also here for it so yeah i'm here to uh, fight you today i'm gonna fight no, you oh my god no no I, I, you you know me i uh i i bow down even though i have my thoughts fast forward 40 minutes and you're yeah. cursing me out and our friendship yeah. is over. No, That'd be so no, I respect everyone's opinion. However, I may not agree. <laughs> anyway. I can't wait. Cut to you at my house and you're stabbing me. Yeah, sure. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. 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 cool Cool, Okay. So uh we actually see very little of Joel in this episode. Uh This is a centric around Ellie, both in the present timelines and in flashback. Now, Ryan, you told us in the pre-show banter, and if you'd like to hear that pre-show banter, you can go ahead and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash H-B-O-B-O-I-Z. You said that you watched this on YouTube, the Left Behind DLC online. And, and for, for me, as the gamer who played this in its entirety, this was incredibly faithful to to that DLC which was seamlessly woven into the main story of the show which we did not get with the source material how did you feel about it so I only watched the
1: ending mm. of the DLC to make sure that it was the same to yes. make sure that when they decided to cut the end off where they did in the show was the same as the game which yes. it is because sure I was is. going to I was going to complain that if they did more <laughs> in the game and actually showed us like in a real f- Fulfilling ending in my opinion uh that i was going to be like they did it in the game they just couldn't figure it out do the shit turns nope. out nope they had two <laughs> unfulfilling endings one in the game and one in the show so
0: no it was not unfulfilling it's fine um so... fast forward stab stab <laughs> stab 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 ryan stab let me take your car <laughs> yay wait no <laughs> i have the same car it's fine <laughs>
1: but better shut up (laughs) anyway bring that up uh, make me feel bad
0: (laughs) anyway uh the show goes after the dlc which came out several years after the game's release so it did fill some information that we were missing as players of the game which i really liked but to your point ryan they did leave you hanging at the end of the dlc as they did in the show but it's assuming that you understand where it's going and what what you do and your argument is that's not really the best way to do that on tv can you expand Hand upon that, please.
1: Yeah, without spoiling it, it's going to be... Yeah, without spoiling it, without spoiling A little it. difficult. If you
0: can, if you can.
1: Yeah. And by the way, like, there are going to be kind of like three portions I'm going to ask for for this episode, which is yeah, yeah. a pre-spoilers a spoiler and then a third part where i also spoil like the first season of game of thrones and i also spoil like a bunch of other things to give you context as to why i'm complaining um <laughs> uh, but uh yeah no i like there to be ends of stories sure. i like there to i like there to be and listen i don't need everything wrapped up in a bow uh-huh. but The inference of this episode, the story as a whole, and the ending of it has been brought up by Bella Ramsey's Ellie multiple times in the past. She discusses that she has killed someone in the past, but doesn't say who, although you kind of pick up on the fact that it wasn't just a rando, it was somebody that she cared for. You also know that she has trauma, for sure. like She was born and raised in the Boston QZ. She doesn't know any family, but she has had friends who have died. One specifically that she probably had to kill herself, all of which you've learned prior to this episode airing and gives you The story of said encounter, of said friendship, coloring in her past more. Which is great, except for the fact that this is a nine-episode season, and it feels like any time that we're straying from Joel and Ellie in a very short season of television. Now, now all these seasons of television are like nine or ten episodes, but mm. it, it just it feels like I don't want I don't want it. Stop! <laughs> <'Cause> like, <laughs> give me give me the Joel and Ellie story. There are only two main characters in this show, and I'd like to be with them for as much as possible time as I can.
0: Yeah. Now, now, the problem with that, though, after playing the game is that at this point in the game where Joel is injured, it, it is not them for a very large portion of the ending of this game to where it reaches its penultimate part. You don't see a lot of Joel and Ellie together. It is it is focuses on her and her yeah. experiences, which I assume, we'll see next episode.
1: I assume his stabbing is what switches the game perspective from playing as Joel that, yes. to playing as Ellie, right? Yep. yep. Right which is an omen of things to come. Oh, yeah. That Ellie is, it, it's sort of a switching of the main character, really, where you've been Joel this whole time, but it, it's sort of been like, hey, you're going to sort of be Ellie's the main character now. And mm-hmm. this is the perspective change that really uh, blasts that
0: off into reality. So get used to that shit. Yeah, it's it's always around. It's always been about Ellie. It's just you're you're seeing it from Joel's perspective through the whole game. Until this piece, where you switch over. Oh
1: my God! Let's do the ads and then talk spoilers. Because I, God, I, I want to, I want to do it. Oh wait.
0: <laughs> oh, you yes. want to
1: say more things? <laughs> Whatever, dude. Fine. <laughs>
0: Well, so I had a couple of thoughts that I had written down and I would love to hear your thoughts on the Internet. A lot of people are similar to you where you're like, you know what? It didn't wrap anything up. Nothing really happened. It just kind of was filler episode or bottleneck episode. But I understand everyone's desire for nonstop action. It's a zombie apocalypse show. And I also understand how short people's attention spans may be. And and I'm not talking about you, Ryan. I'm talking about generally.
1: Yeah, but still it, it is about me and I'm fine with that.
0: But. This episode was generally really sweet. And if you slow down and take it more than just face value, it, for me, it felt like I was playing the DLC again in real time. You were getting more information that you wanted to know about her backstory, her history. Uh, sure, it's adapted for TV where they had to make changes, right? You had to tighten up the story a little bit. You couldn't drag things out, it would have taken forever. Because the DLC, if you watch the cutscenes, it's like two hours, two and a half hours. Like you can't do that. Uh, even they changed around the execution of when this happens how it happens from the game it's different in the show but it showed Ellie's not so distant past and that she sure has experienced loss her and Joel are more similar than they both realize and this confirms it so yeah it's not a ton of action it didn't like you say wrap it into a tight little bow but I loved that it built this character backstory which shows Ellie's motives and what she wants to do and how she goes about doing it in the coming two final episodes.
1: I think this episode is going to in the long term be put up against the Bill and Frank episode because Mm. they were were both deviations from the main linear story that we are seeing. And it's the second time they've done it in the first season which philosophically I do have a bit of a problem with. One because, again, I just want to see Joel and Ellie together. That's the show to me. And when it's something else, uh, it needs to be amazing for it to justify not being Joel and Ellie. Frank and Bill's episode was so good that it got away with it, in my opinion, because that episode will be talked about as most likely a bright shining star from this first season.
0: I don't even think it's going to be from just this show, though. That episode was so well done as a storytelling medium that aside from it being part of this show, it it will go down as one of the better story driven pieces of television that we've seen in recent memory. Yeah, and
1: this episode won't.
0: (laughs) Is what I'm saying. No, like, I don't believe that this one will either. Absolutely not. No, I, they're not on the same level. For sure, I agree with you.
1: Yeah, which is just a bummer. Because if you're going to marinate, if you're going to ask your audience to be like, listen, guys, I know you like Joel and Ellie, but here's something completely <laughs> different. And you're going to ask like the audience that I represent, which is the guy who's like, why? Um, <laughs> it, then, then it has to be Bill and Frank level and the fact that it wasn't while it had a l- lot of great moments, because this is a A show on HBO written by people who understand how to make television. Of course, you're not going to have like just an entire episode that is complete shit, I don't think, in this show ever. But when you put it up against Bill and Frank, when you at the end of the season see the totality of it, I think this episode will be forgotten justifiably.
0: Yeah, the only thing that i think will stay with this episode aside from the fact that a lot of people thought it was like this woke thing oh these you know these two girls no, fuck are that
1: i don't know anytime
0: anyone says what, the word know, that's woke, what i'm seeing they that's should... what i'm seeing on the internet no i don't care if you say I, the word I agree woke, with you <laughs> and i
1: know i know i know you agree with me but if you say the word woke and you're not being ironic throw yourself off a mountain like i don't <laughs> <Right>. shut up <laughs> God, I don't care. Okay,
0: I know you're chopping at the bit here, so yeah! w- well that is <laughs> that is it for our spoiler free review. Take a listen to these ads and we'll get right back down and fully spoil the show for you.
1: I'm gonna assume that ad was Home Depot. Those are the ads that I
0: get. I hope it's Home Depot because they're rebuilding their world, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's E D medication or Home Depot. <laughs> All right, Ryan, let's go to the mall today. Today.
1: Dude, (laughs) nice. Robin Sparkles up in here. Very cool. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Okay, so we start on Joel. He's bleeding out, seriously injured, laying on a mattress on the floor, and Ellie's above him, frantically applying pressure to his brand new stab wound, and Joel says to leave him. Leave me behind and go back to Tommy. Leave me here. And she gets up and starts to begin to walk out, and she stops, grabs the door handle to the basement, and we see this flashback. Now, this is the Left Behind DLC starting. This is exactly how it starts in the game, aside from it being her scrounging through through a mall to find supplies uh, and her kind of reminiscing in real time. This is just a flashback in the show. So they did uh, amend that a little bit for this. I liked the
1: beginning of this episode. I liked how uh, she was running and she was being bullied. Obviously, there was a moment there where she used to be protected by a friend who was no longer there. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be the story. I like how she punches that girl in her face and (laughs) how she gets punched in her face as well. And then she has a meeting with her superior whom I loved this scene with uh, with her superior. Oh yeah. He was very pragmatic. He's like, listen man, there are only kind of two options here. You're a Fedra kid. You're either going to keep doing what you're doing. The girl who punched you in the face is going to be your boss, which I'm sure you would love. Or, you're very smart. You're very resourceful. You can just kind of stop being who you are and uh, be her <laughs> boss instead. like the." those are your two paths. And she's like, great. Can I have my Walkman, please?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she was not only mentally being prepared to uh, work for Fedra, but also physically to protect the QZ and kill fireflies. Specifically, she was being indoctrinated and singled out as a potential leader, which I thought was cool. That was not in the game. We don't see this in the game, but she gets sent to the principal office, like you said, and the wonderful Terry Chen, a gentleman who played the Sergeant or whatever you want to call him. I actually recognized him from the movie Almost Famous, and I confirmed it. I was like, I think that's the guy who played in Almost Famous. And low-key, he's been in a ton of shit, and I would love to see other stuff that he's been in because, like you, I thought this was a great scene. I think he did this very well. And after that pep talk, Ellie vows to do better. All good. Yeah. Her friend Riley has been MIA for three weeks. Riley played by Storm Reed, Who I know
1: from Euphoria. She yes. plays Zendaya's younger sister euphoria right. and by the way euphoria if you don't give that show the time of day you're missing out yeah, It is real really it's really good zendaya specifically that performance but also storm reed in that show is great and i can very much understand why she got this job as well bella ramsey and storm reed work perfectly off of each other mm-hmm. in a story that i don't know if it had to be told in this season of television <laughs> but because it did anyway more power to them and they both did a wonderful job yeah Yes, yes, I agree.
0: Uh, Very wonderful dynamic between them two. During the night, Riley returns. Ellie's sleeping and wakes her up in a very startling way and explains that she ran away for a bit, joined the Fireflies, and Riley, missing her friend, invites her to have the quote-unquote best night of her life. After initial hesitation, Ellie is like, okay, you know what, Uh, I agree, let's go ahead, and they sneak out and head outside. Ellie follows Riley into a building where they see a guy who OD'd on pills and whiskey. What a way to go. So naturally, the girls take the alcohol bottle just as he falls through the floor they burst out with laughter weird but okay
1: yeah right and in this post-apocalyptic wasteland where infected might kill you at any given moment a uh, a dead dude falling through the ground is straight hilarious
0: yeah that's their comedy yeah (laughs) it's not even dark comedy anymore it's just comedy Riley goes on saying she was inducted into the fireflies by Marlene who obviously we know from the beginning of the show and they bicker about who's fascist who's holding it together uh, never really a winning argument here.
1: You know, if James was here, he would go on like a five minute diatribe on fascism because <laughs> yeah, that's his I deal. Know. He would, he really would want to get into it. I don't care. And Wonderful. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying his thing is wrong. I, I'm just saying I know nothing and I'm, so I won't be helpful there. I like to understand that the two sides of this have humanizing factors. The superior at the beginning being a generally good dude, a pragmatic gentleman who is not a, you know, what Fedra is to the Fireflies, just blind dictators. They're real people, too. And the Fireflies not being blind revolutionaries, whom are just trying to mess everything up for the sake of messing things up. Like, it is not that simple on either side. And that very complicated story is nicely boiled down into now two girls who are best friends on opposite sides of a ongoing
0: war. Yeah, can't we all just get along? No, not when they're zombies. (laughs) Wonderful. So they make their way to the mall and Ellie is sure that there is infected in there, but Riley assures her that there is not and that it's not even entirely sealed off. So they break into the mall and Riley powers on the mall uh, in all of its 2003 neon glory and explains that when Fedra powered up the new section of the grid, this was part of it. And Ellie is staring on the balcony, looking at this mall in absolute amazement.
1: Yeah. And Riley says, I'm going to show you the four best things about this mall, at which point they get to an escalator and uh, Ellie's like, "What?"
0: she cannot keep her shit together.
1: No. <laughs> At which point Riley's like, okay, I guess I'll show you the five things because the escalator yeah. was not one of them. And actually, this, I
0: did not have this in mind.
1: Yeah, no. And, and then uh, Sam actually told me a story recently about her childhood where she was on an escalator that was temporarily stairs. Uh, thanks, Mitch Hedberg, uh, because it was <laughs> off. But while she was on the escalator, it turned on and oh, that's terrifying. she was like turning around to talk to somebody while walking down the escalator as it turned on. And then it got she like fell forward and it cheese her leg and she oh still has no. a terrible yeah it's just like a terrible thing from it. I was thinking I didn't that, know I, that <laughs> yeah no it sounds awful uh, I was thinking that as Ellie was going down and I was like oh my god please don't get hurt yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: Escalators
1: are just moving knives.
0: Yeah, I just, I just thought it was a very endearing moment with Ellie, like really showing that she's young and inexperienced in life. Like she was going up and down, like exactly like you would do in an escalator. You go up the reverse way, and it's like, oh, I'm not moving at all. Like, yeah, right. uh, It's just very. You do escalator games, obviously. Exactly.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you just try not to get cheese grated.
0: Right. And the first wonder of the mall, which was uh, is now the second wonder of the mall, Riley guides her to a carousel. Again, taken right from the game, this sequence of events that Riley brings her through is very one-to-one. There's a couple of little changes here and there, but it is the same. And I, as a gamer uh, who loves this game, I appreciated that a lot. The, the attention detail truly is amazing in this show. What amount
1: of this DLC is you shooting things, what amount of it is playing or is it just sort of like a moving book like one of the Walking Dead games where it's just sort of a a movie that you're moving around in.
0: It's like the Telltale games. Um, Yeah. It's very similar. There's a couple of things that you have to look for, search for and do and get. There is no infected interaction. It is a total exploratory thing. They want you to explore the space because again and I found myself doing this in in the normal game when i first got it is the the set pieces of the game are so giant and so detailed i found myself like running into the corner of like a coffee shop and you can see all the signs you can see all the prices and like that attention to detail is so intense and they have a lot of it in the dlc for this specifically
1: yeah so like that kind of game is not my cup of tea I because get it. and that kind of game extrapolated out into a TV episode is also not my cup of tea for the same reason.
0: Well, something to keep in mind, though, the difference between the game and the show is that in the game, you essentially are taken back to the scene where Ellie is taking care of Joel and she has to go find supplies. So what she does is she leaves Joel in the house and she goes to the closest building, which happens to be an abandoned mall. And she's searching for supplies in the abandoned mall. And as she's going to different places in the mall, she's reminded of her experience with Riley, and you're now transported back and then playing as old Ellie and Riley, and then back into the current day where she goes to a different piece of the mall. So, like, you're walking up to like a broken down carousel, and it flashbacks to when you were with Riley at the carousel, and you play that scene, and then it comes back to... So, in the game, it was really dragged out. Yeah. But it, it did have an objective.
1: That's better. That's is better, better in but every way three I'm hours <laughs> s- I'm so mad you just told me that <laughs> it would have oh been god. three hours long okay, though, like. <laughs> that's so much better I'm oh my god I'm so bad keep going
0: yeah so it, it was very different and of course you don't have to allow for time on HBO network in the game so I think that what they did to kind of make it different again like I said earlier shortened it up tightened it up made it kind of a little bit more cohesive for the screen that's what they did different and it it was very different but to answer your question in a long form answer is that it was a very exploratory part of the game where you are experiencing the set pieces and the detail they had in the game but you do have objectives you have to do it's not like you're not doing anything fine (laughs) i'm so mad i'm sorry (laughs) So Riley guides her to the carousel and they ride it until it breaks down. And we see Ellie staring at Riley with very much fondness. Clearly, there's something more than a friendship here to Ellie. She loves her. Oh, yeah. Very much. Young love. Very cute. Mm -hmm. Riley continues to explain her reasoning for being away for so long. But Ellie was the one person that she did miss. So she wanted to come back and see her. Yeah. I mean, Ellie thought she was
1: dead. Right. Which uh, understandable, right? (laughs) Yeah. No. In this world, if you disappear, you're dead.
0: Yeah, we're assuming you're dead. <laughs> Next up is the photo booth, silly pictures and faces, and I remember doing this exact same thing at the mall in 2003 with the photo booth and the only difference was is my photos came out way better than theirs. I guess right. theirs had, you know, 20 of years of shit on sure. the film.
1: It just reminded me of the new girl episode where Nick Miller decides he's living in a photo machine now oh and he, and he's drunk in it and he won't get out.
0: <laughs> yes. And then we're moving along onto the arcade where they finally get to play Mortal Kombat 2 for real. And Ellie loves the shit out of this. And this is a callback to not only the posters on her dorm room wall, but also in episode three, when they were gearing up at that old Cumbies gas station, there was the Mortal Kombat 2 machine. And she said, oh man, my friend played this with me Uh, or, or, uh, you know, my friend played or whatever. She didn't go into detail. And this was again, just calling back to that. She experienced that with Riley. Yeah,
1: she said that her friend knew how to do the Mm. ending moves of Mortal Kombat Fatality. Yeah, Uh, and this is the second time she has inferred that this friend existed, other than the time where she said she's killed someone in the past. And uh, you don't know that that's the same person in both stories, but it obviously is.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there was a short cutaway, and we get a glimpse that the two aren't alone in the mall. It cuts away to a infected awakening in a dark corner. So we are uh, kind of getting introduced to a little danger here so that was very cool in the game you did not get that obviously it was just all infected all at once (laughs) clear the
1: mall right like especially when you learn that Riley is posted here and and it's a place where it's a place where she has explosives and where she is the sole person here for the fireflies on a nightly basis clear (laughs) the entire mall right could have been dead way earlier earlier. Like, what are we doing here? How is that not the first thing you? I, I don't, I don't care.
0: <laughs> After that cutaway, we see them again, kind of puttering around the mall. And Ellie makes it known that she actually does want to leave now, as to not get in trouble. She's had a lot of shit with Fedra and doesn't want to get thrown in the whatever they call it, like detention center or whatever. But Riley says that she got her a gift, and it was the pun book part two, which I thought that, again, this is another thing we see, but we don't know where she got it from. Well, we now know that riley gave her the pun book yes and
1: this is also where ellie's like you listen this is all great and fun but i gotta go back i have to wake up and like make my bed in two seconds from now all right right, why don't don't we just continue doing this tomorrow night at which time riley is like yeah maybe or maybe not though maybe we don't do it tomorrow night for for like for like not a reason there's no like specific reason i'm not telling you currently (laughs) but but like maybe not that
0: yeah hey ryan did i ever tell you that i never trusted stairs They're always up to something. I hate you. I hate so it. Ellie is wandering around Riley's base camp there in the back room of a taco shop and she finds homemade bombs and she asks Riley if she made them. And yes, she sure did. But insists that she would never use them on this place or Ellie. But like, would other fireflies use them on Ellie or this place? Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. likely. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, they totally would. Also, Riley, you're being very naive. You have no idea if where you use those bombs or where Marlene and company use those bombs in the future was going to be near ellie or not she thinks to herself like listen i'm doing this all for a good reason i'm a firefly because i'm not a fascist pig anymore but it's especially for two young women the realities of the situation like listen this isn't Kansas City Fedra or Pittsburgh Fedra in the game, right? Where there being a extra level of terrible in Boston, yeah. except nope. for the fact that, uh, you know, people who don't want to be ruled by a military dictatorship are still like, hey, stop, cut it out. Uh, and they and they shoot those people and those people shoot back. So uh, it's more of like guerrilla warfare So, again, Riley, yeah, you don't know where these bombs are going to be used. Also, clear them all, right?
0: Right. Clear them all of infected, you dumb,
1: dumb idiot. God, you got your friend, uh, your fault. (laughs)
0: Ellie does make a good point here, though. Like, she says that, yeah, that's fine that you aren't going to do that. But do you think that they are going to really listen to you? No, they're not going to listen to you, Riley, a 18-year-old girl or whatever year old she is. Like, there's just no way. You're new, bud. She ain't got nothing. She just has a pistol. That's all they gave her. Yeah,
1: which is like the first time that Ellie's like, let me hold that gun, baby. (laughs) Yeah.
0: She's just got this fascination with guns.
1: <laughs> well, you need them to not get murdered by yeah, a uh, a plant zombie. So,
0: well, I mean, you know, Ellie's always been in, in the QZ, so they never had guns, right? I mean, she she's never gonna, had guns. She's
1: she, going to graduate if she stays in FEDRA long enough to having one. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, but mm-hmm. as we know, that goes awry. So, yeah, does go awry. <laughs>
0: so Ellie stomps away in anger but Riley quickly explains that she's being sent away to her and just wanted to say goodbye and they both have a good cry because you know young love but Ellie continues to leave anyway just frustrated with everything but she has a second thought and turns around and no, she, she hears screaming yes so so she turns around and goes back and then hears screaming like what sounds like Riley's screaming but it ends up being just like this terrible Halloween prop that just happens to work after 20 years uh
1: what yeah she walks into where Riley is sitting, which is in one of those pop-up Halloween stores. Spirit uh, Halloween, yeah, it's Spirit <laughs> Halloween, which is the craziest place on earth. The fact that they just like they they uh, they form out of nowhere and then disappear into the wind when Halloween's gone, and uh, and become a calendar slash Christmas store. So y- yes, and but Riley is just sitting there being all sad because mm-hmm. uh, she's going to Atlanta tomorrow and her friend she'll most likely never see again. But Ellie comes back and at that point they squash the beef a little bit and as you do begin to dance on top of uh, tables with masks on so every, so everybody does that
0: yeah and in the game this was a little backwards where they actually went to the Halloween store first and then the dancing sequence was just like without masks and in a, another random store like a Best Buy store essentially but yeah they have a heart to heart and hands her a werewolf mask which I thought was funny because it looks really dopey when she put it on because it's like oversized which i thought was funny and then riley puts on the creepiest clown mask i've ever seen
1: yeah yeah (laughs) the mask thing was weird uh when they like i get it the point was that when they're done having fun and they take the masks off is a moment where they're looking each other in the eyes and ellie decides to go for broke and kiss her best friend uh and at which point she says she's sorry and riley says for what that unrequited love is no longer unrequited so at, w- at which point ellie's like listen man you can't leave yeah stay for me and riley says yes which yeah, she sure does at this point if you didn't know riley was going to die yet that's the moment where you're like, that character
0: is dead as shit. Oh, she's dead. But, you know, again, a little different from the game in the mask shop in the game where they're just kind of in a Halloween store playing around. That's not where they have the kiss. They have the kiss during the dancing sequence where they don't have masks on. So it's interesting that you said that, oh, you know, the masks make sense here because that's when they take them off and they're eye to eye. It's not not how it went in the game. That's
1: fine. Listen, (laughs) I, I... uh were people on the internet mad that these two girls kissed was that the was S- that the thing that, that they were some, mad about
0: it was some of it yeah some people were yeah i hate that i, I, I do I, too
1: man <laughs> be, especially because I a- after reading the synopsis of the game it's the, it, it's the same thing happens in the game under different circumstances yeah but it's very obvious that in both mediums these two girls love each other mm-hmm. and are on the brink of never seeing each other again in that very complicated scenario decide to Ellie is brave enough to go out on a limb and and kiss riley which is a beautiful moment especially because it is reciprocal reciprocated by mm-hmm. the g- girl that she loves this is not making the little boy deaf this is not like a thing they just decided to do for the show no. to up the tension of it this right. is something that also happened in the dlc yeah. and it is a character choice that they made from the beginning for ellie so and, and if you think at all negative like it's just the same crowd that i'm always mad at on the internet i know
0: i know and it's interesting because you know i'm reading the comments on these articles saying you know oh you know why is it got to be again they're using the word woke why Why is this woke thing oh why do they got to be like lovers and gay like yeah, why do you have
1: to be a homophobic piece of
0: shit right and, and, and people the comments say like clearly you've never played the games if you're just finding this out now you know c- claiming to be like a lover of this of the story and like had high expectations you clearly had no idea what was happening so I don't know people like that like you pissed me off I'm just a little less vocal about it.
1: <laughs> I just feel bad for those people, man. Like, yeah, uh, to let bigotry ruin a television show for you is so so just like what is your life yeah. fuck you <laughs> and,
0: and that's the same same thing we talked about in episode three like I knew immediately that the internet was going to react poorly or a good portion or a small sect of people would be very negative negative. and I was right and it, that's really sad that we can predict that
1: fuck them we should stop talking about them honestly Every, yeah we're just well, giving
0: them notoriety
1: yeah no yes the, this very small podcast about the last of us um, but uh, yeah at the same, in the future let's just be like and of course the assholes were being assholes on the internet and then just move on because yeah whatever dude
0: yeah but uh, yeah so to change speed a little bit let's talk about the uh, visual cues and beautiful cinematography of this show for a second I in the scene where they're dancing on top of the cabinet the wonderful Etta James song I got you babe is playing and there is a hidden meaning in there with the lyrics so go back and watch it or listen to the song if you need to but it's a it's a it's a great song choice for for this scene and they're dancing on top of this illuminated cabinet and there's just this beautiful up lighting. That's really warm in this very dark landscape. It's just the thematic imagery that was happening with lighting and music. It was just so well done, regardless if you didn't like the episode or didn't find this one to be very interesting, what they're doing with the medium is so pretty, like very visually pretty. And, um, I, I, just appreciated that you know again I said in the beginning kind of tongue in cheek the 2003 neon illumination of the mall. it truly was a very beautiful color gradient this was one of the most detailed sets that this show will see they just have done an excellent job bringing this to reality which I'm so happy about that was one of my biggest concerns with this and they've smashed it
1: yes uh, when it comes to the aesthetic of not Like, just the aesthetic overall, the amount of thought that they've, they've put in as to the sound design and the visual design, they're knocking it out of the park. Of course they are. Right. <laughs> this is the kind of thing, you know, when people are like, you know, I I, I miss old movies. You know like the black and white movies sure. uh, where the, the the stories were were so di- were so different and and much better back then when <laughs> when no women were kissing and it was black and white and it was f- poor lighting and all the lines were dubbed because all the audio equipment was straight awful. Wasn't wasn't that so much better? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. They, It all sucked. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's so much better now. I know. You have nostalgia for those, and yeah. that's fine. And the
0: technology is so good now. It really
1: yeah. is unreal. It's, of course it is. It, it, five minutes, five seconds of this episode of The Last of Us is better than every movie made before
0: 1970. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What about the movie Ben-Hur? Like...
1: <laughs> ben where? Cin- the bend over masterface. and don't ever show me that movie fuck that movie wow okay (laughs) no i don't know i have no idea i don't know now i'm being ageist and fuck me
0: yeah what the hell man get (laughs) that
1: i'm bad i'm a bad person
0: (laughs) also one more thing to note about this scene when they took off the masks bella ramsey really is an excellent young actor i'm finding out i had my concerns with her being cast as ellie because of the you know source material being so expertly done she did so well when she takes off that mask And she's got tears in her eye and she says, please don't go. That hit me, man. It was such a powerful just moment, this complete vulnerability. And Bella Ramsey just smashed it. She's so good.
1: I hope one day that you just are bored enough where you start Game of Thrones and (laughs) you eventually you eventually it's an amazing show you should watch it
0: there's so much shit i have to watch
1: (laughs) yeah i know but when you eventually get to her character i think it will be an interesting like just to see how much she's grown as an actor from then till now especially because she was great in game of thrones but yeah the amount of emotion that she can show on her face the amount that she can carry a premiere television show is is commendable it's awesome.
0: I'm jealous, man. I'm jealous. <laughs> I wish I had that talent.
1: What? Oh, I was. I, I. i like you're jealous. You you wish that you were the lead actor of a premier television show you on HBO. What? Yeah. So do I, bud.
0: <laughs> so do I. In in our meantime, we'll just talk about it. <laughs> fuck. That sucks. The way you said that sucks. <laughs> That made me sad. Fuck you. Keep going. <laughs> Whatever, dude. So after they share this lovely embrace and, and kiss, uh, they're interrupted by the sound of an infected bursting out towards them. And Riley shoots at it, manages to hit it, but that pulls them both to the ground, temporarily knocking out Riley. Ellie's trying to fight with her knife. And Riley finally arises up and knocks the infected off of her. And Ellie runs up and stabs the infected in the head and explodes in laughter and cheer because her adrenaline is crazy she killed probably her first infected which is why not celebrate that that's epic
1: yeah it also gives more context to when Ellie was in the Cumberland farms and sees the infected under the rubble and stabs it slowly like the hatred that she has for all of them I didn't like that moment when it happened uh, and in retrospect with the more context added I I don't hate it as much
0: Um, you don't mind it
1: (laughs) yeah I don't mind it what I don't like in this scene and it's a thing they do in zombie shows is like the zombie's mouth Oh, I don't think ever got near her arm and obviously it was all happening very quickly or like uh, you know and when they both show that they've now been bitten Mm. Uh, I was like, uh, okay, well, I don't know. Maybe that should have been telegraphed more. The point of it is it for it not to be telegraphed for both of them. But at this point, if you don't know, obviously, you know, Ellie is going to get bitten because this is uh, what sets off her her storyline. And you know that Riley doesn't make it out of this episode because of the last of us thing that happens where they introduce you to a character, make you like them a lot and then kill them (laughs) within the (laughs) same. Same episode, (laughs) which is a thing that they do all the time.
0: Now, they even said that in the post show interviews with the creators like, yeah, we, you know, we had this wonderful thing and then we ripped it away from her like almost punishing Ellie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. That was a weird moment because it's like the. And it's kind of a a problem I have on a grander scale with the show is like the creators of the show are like, yeah, we we gave Ellie something she loved. And then and then we took it from her. (laughs) It's like they're jerking themselves (laughs) off from how much they love hurting their characters
0: a a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, it makes for a wonderful storytelling. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Sadly,
1: the the fifth character that you introduce in one season that dies in the same episode that they are introduced and and goes through the same formula like i don't know it, it doesn't hit as hard as it did the first second third or fourth time craig yeah. and neil
0: well now uh, you know how this ends and i think that uh the ending will it makes up for it in some regards so we'll get there when we get there <laughs> what are you talking about uh the ending of the game yeah <laughs> uh yeah, yeah 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 sure 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 um sure. so ellie's laughing her adrenaline's really high she's celebrating and we pan to riley who's looking at ellie's arm and they realize that she's been bitten and uh riley raises her hand and well oops they've both been bitten and yeah. here again oopsie doodles an, an, <laughs> oopsie doodles Another great, great bit of acting by Bella when she shouts no, 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 no and wipes her wound with her hand. I felt it, man. I rewatched that scene again and like it is like this feeling of doom, impending doom and it's just a, She's so good. She is really good, man. And I'm so happy that she's so good.
1: Yeah, they both react very differently. Ellie gets very angry, starts smashing shit. Yep. Riley is just downtrodden and sitting there. Again, this adds context because, like, you know that the the, I mean, the entire conceit of this show is that Ellie was bitten but is immune. But until you get to see the moment in time where she was actually bit and she thinks she's going to die, because that's what happens to a hundred percent of the people who have been bitten other than her up to this point as far as we know yeah like it adds to the moment where sam looks at her and asks are you still you inside of you Mm -hmm. after you get bitten like that's how he's going through it he's having this crazy internal uh, existential struggle. Yeah. And that's not what she did. She no. smashed shit. She is angry, angry that this furious. happened. She is yep. mad that this is the world that she was born into. This is not fair. While Riley, uh, seemingly a little
0: bit older than her, uh, is just quicker to be like, well, fuck. Just defeated. And, uh, before that, though, they quickly flash back to the Joel and Ellie in the house scene and she begins raiding the cabinets, trying to find something to help him. So we're seeing this parallel of her being pissed off, breaking the glass and her scrambling to find something to, to help Joel because that's all she wants to do is help Joel. The only thing that she has left in this world and she will do anything to try and do that. And then they flash back to the mall and Ellie sits back down as they contemplate their options. They're talking to each other, like, what are the best ways out of this? What are our options? And they both decide to wait it out and keep going as long as they can in their current state. And Riley says a great line that's in the game verbatim. Why can't we just be all poetic and lose our minds together? And then right. she apologizes to Ellie and they both hold each other. And, you know,
1: yes, very Allah, Bill and Frank where yeah. it's very romantic that that they both took the pills and both decided to go out on uh, not like they decided uh, more or less to go out on their own terms. Sure. Uh, obviously, Riley and Ellie not on their own terms for how they got to this moment, but their deaths, they still can mold to how they want them to be. Uh, yeah. But obviously, fate has another uh, idea for Ellie. Sure. And that won't be how it ends Which is why it sucks that it cuts off right there in the game for me personally in the game and in the show. I wanted to see the moment Marlene probably got there at the end with Bella Ramsey's Ellie holding uh, Riley in her arms, most likely after having to shoot her when she turned. I wanted to see the moment where where Riley turned and Bella slash Ellie is forced to kill her best friend and first love uh whom she kissed not 24 hours earlier i wanted to see all of those moments i wanted to feel those moments and it, they it just feels like they were stolen from me
0: do you think it would have been more or less effective though
1: more <laughs> I mean, really cuz i think leaving it up arguing. to the,
0: i think it's more impactful not cuz it leaves it up to your imagination like how it went I would have more. Listen, I don't need
1: the exact moment in time where uh, Riley turns and Ellie has to kill her. But I think the end of that episode should have been Marlene looking for uh, a Riley who didn't show up and coming upon Ellie, who is holding her dead friend, seeing Ellie's arm, noticing that she hasn't turned Ellie crying, uh, uh, seeing a bullet hole in Riley's head uh, from Ellie having to to kill her and trying to extrapolate out what is going on in this situation and seeing the meat between Marlene and Ellie in that moment. That's what I wanted the end to be. And I think it's just a moment where Craig and Neil are asking too much of the audience and again just being like, yeah, we're not gonna show that it's like they're they're just taking too much joy in leaving out information because they think it's more poetic when I just think it's worse television.
0: I can I can I can respect that because I think if they added in a it could have even been two minutes, a two-minute scene where Ellie has already shot Riley and she's holding her crying and Marlene walks in they don't even have to say anything and I think that scene would have added something additional for sure I'm with you on that but I don't like you I wouldn't I think seeing her commit the act of shooting Riley would have been too much I think that's I don't think that's necessary I think that you can be left to your imagination on that one but I agree with you I think it would have been interesting to see Marlene come in have a quick scene where Marlene kind of assesses the visual situation of the room and it it leaves you there knowing that hey it's tying back to the original story but I wouldn't have wanted anything more than that I think it would have been too too much pandering
1: Uh, I don't know I think you and I here are diametrically opposed here I (laughs) I, because and I think you give too much of the benefit of the doubt because you have so much nostalgia and love for the games Uh, and it's a moment where like Bella Ramsey having to go through that having to kill her best friend is a Piece of acting we'll never get to see sure. because because it, you they left it up to our imagination. This is television. You don't leave it up to our imagination. Show it to me, like. <laughs> I, but they didn't
0: know. even you know it's it's interesting cuz they didn't even do that in the game where they can take more time to do it. Also and, bad. <laughs> but but when it came out that DLC it was wildly praised by the gamers even with the ending the way it was. Like you you can watch streamers playing it and when it happens it cuts without anything additional happening they're kind of like, "Oh, man." And like you see a sigh but then it was immediate like I get it. I get it. I don't need to see
1: it. If that had happened and I was streaming that game and that cut, I'd have said in that moment, I'd have gone, "What? Yeah?
0: What? (laughs) What? They (laughs) don't? What? Maybe you're a little too opinionated.
1: (laughs) How dare you? How dare you do that to me? Rob me of emotion? (laughs) Yeah." I played the whole thing and then I don't get to see the end?
0: What the fuck? Well, you know what? I do agree. I think they could have added a little bit more. And who knows? Maybe we will get another flashback that shows it. they have gone off script here. I don't know that they will. Perhaps they will at the beginning of next episode, but I just don't think that they will do it because it mirrors the game so similarly.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just... <laughs> yeah. I, listen, um, the next thing I'm going to say is uh, spoilers for stuff. that's ahead it's spoilers for stuff that's in game of thrones uh season one the next minute and a half are all of the like if you don't want to know what the uh end of this season is going to be if you don't want to know like the big thing that happens in the second season if you don't want to know any of that skip ahead two minutes right now do that do that do that okay adam fucking let's talk about this okay I, i know you didn't watch game of thrones But you obviously know that at the end of season one, the big thing that happens is the main character of the show dies and the uh, uh, people watching are like, what the fuck are we going to do now? You just killed the main character of the show. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. But even in that moment where you're like, how can this show go on? It wasn't that crazy because of how many other characters the show had. That show had like 10 main characters, all of which, or most of which, you met in the first season. So we, even with Ned Stark dead, that you got to like transition to Sansa and Arya and Tyrion and John and et cetera, et cetera. You had so many of them. Sure. But you can you it makes sense in context as you go on. Like, turns out that happened was just really interesting and awesome because there are other characters who now have to deal with that. Yeah. The problem with this show doing things like that is that this show has two main characters, not ten. Losing Joel in the second season/slash the second game is this impending doom that I feel watching this show.
0: <laughs> it's because you it, know it happens. <laughs> this is of course, but
1: this is the moment where uh, again, this episode slash this uh this kind of game perspective is it changes to where Ellie is now the main character. Joel yeah. was your main character, was your yeah. eyes to see the world, but now it's Ellie and it's this moment that makes that have to happen because, and it should let you know, like, oh, I don't know how much longer we're going to have Joel around, but that, that, uh, also makes it shitty when we don't get as much time with Joel and Ellie as I want because I know that's not going to happen forever. Keanu Reeves always says that at the end of John Wick, like at the end of John Wick four, five, or six, however many they make, that he's most likely going to die. He's like, there are thi- like I've been, I'm an assassin and I've been doing terrible things for six yeah. movies. If you think it's going to end uh, with a happily ever after, that's just wrong. But I disagree. They, you don't have to stick to reality. You don't have to stick to like what would really happen. Uh, in this goddamn uh, huge assassin movie where uh, millions of people die from one dude. Like uh, that's a, to be like, no, what, what would really happen is that he would die at the end of that. Like, no, what would really happen is he would have died in the first one. I'm like yeah. the second thing that happened. We're not <laughs> right. living in reality here. This no. is a movie. This is a yeah. television show.
0: John Wick so, is like superheroes. <laughs>
1: you yeah, know, exactly. To a <laughs> and in this show, the superhero is Joel. Yeah. In this show, the superhero is Ellie.
0: But, but but in the second game, and then we'll, we'll go back to uh, yeah. there's two shit. minutes, yeah. there's two minutes is running up. The, the the second game, we also get the introduction of Abby and her entire backstory, which intertwines incredibly well with the first game. Yeah. All right. It's let's just really move on. That was good. <laughs> that
1: was. I just that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking I, I, while I, no, watching the show. I, it, I, it, it, I, I
0: I hear you, and I would be curious to know how people are taking this, not knowing the fate of our characters. Yeah. I want to know how it is when you don't don't know what's going to happen next because yeah. I'll never know that anymore ever again. Right. It's really exactly, sad. exactly. Which is why I love succession so much. There's
1: no way to know it's going to happen in the fourth right. season. It's Brand just a 100- hundred. It's just going to be right. It's an original IP. So yep. uh, I'm going to be surprised no matter what. And with more, most IPs, that's just not the case. So it's just very special when it's available to me. And yeah, I would be enjoying the last of us season one more if i didn't know the entirety of the future of it sure. but because i do it i don't it, it makes me angry at the creators when i think they're taking for granted their audience's time
0: see you you also didn't play the games in their entirety you just know the major plot hits when mm-hmm. you're playing the game it definitely plays out in a much different way and i think you know that but it's hard to imagine it because you know everything that happens uh, that's like yeah, me and with by the game way, of like- Thrones. I know how it ends. I I, I don't give a shit. I'm probably not going to watch it, man. Yeah. Because I know everything that happens and it will not be as good for me. And I'm not
1: anti-consequences, right? Like, what happens to the main characters in The Last of Us in many shows are byproducts of Consequences to things that they chose to do, right? And and the fact that there are consequences, I think is less like living in reality and more so just, yeah, you can't just do shit and have nothing happen to you or have your life not changed for the worse in some way when you make a selfish decision, a self-serving decision. Yeah. Even though it is perhaps morally Or just for yourself, like the thing that you want to do. If you keep doing all the stuff that you want to do, eventually that's going to be negative for you in some way. Uh, Like there's always another side of the mountain. You're going to fucking fall down. So I'm fine. And I understand consequences. Uh, They need to happen. And if they didn't happen shows would be bad movies would be bad consequences of actions are like you know the entirety of what drama is so I I get that but but also don't you know <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm gr- not good great. at podcasting. <laughs> no, you're great. It's you. You're great. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, final scene. We're back at the house with Joel on the ground. Ellie finds a needle and thread and runs downstairs and begins to sew up Joel's wound. Again, she's very determined to keep him alive, not lose another person in her life that has grown to mean probably the most out of anyone she's probably ever met this man has watched over her has saved her has cared for her and now he needs her more than ever to to help her live the rest of her life that is the end of the episode the credits roll I thought as a lover of the game it was incredibly faithful I understand your perspective with uh, it being a little loose ends kind of just out there and it's frustrating I understand that
1: I think they they say loose ends sink ships. I believe that's the phrase. Um, loose it's lips. Not, it's, it's not. Sink the, ships. The, yeah, it's not the phrase. I, it was a joke. It, whatever, dude.
0: <laughs> you know, as we all know, uh, in this world, time flies like an arrow. Fruit flies like a banana. <sighs> So anyway, we'd like to thank our patrons sunshine, Connor O'Dowd, Jamie Lochner, James, watch my dong, Chris wood, Brent Ginn, Craig, John Jewers, major Woody and Carol Andreas. Thank you so much for your money. Uh, we very much appreciate it. Please, you know, continue upping your subscription. That's great. And we love that.
1: Yes. Again, patreoncom slash H B O B O I Z for one or more dollar a month. You get to hear the banter that we do before all the episodes. This one was probably a, a pretty long banter. So, uh, go, you can go, uh, listen to that for a dollar what a great what a great just go do it go
0: yeah and and what kind of concert only costs 45 cents a 50 cent concert featuring nickelback so okay have a great uh day everyone and we'll see you next week for episode eight i hate you (laughs)